Flurbies. It is my joy to introduce someone who I'm confident will never develop a peanut allergy. <laughs> you may have caught him on Dr. Fresh and Abstract's Spring Tour or heard his remix Rinsed by Skrillex, Fred Again, and Fortet on a school bus in Times Square that we may have talked about on this podcast before. Some are calling him the Steven Spielberg of green screen music videos, and we believe he is destined to star in a Taco Bell commercial. Dude. Please welcome <laughs> the metaphorical Chalupa himself. Andrew Lux. What's up? Hey. Let's go. We do a lot of dancing on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> Moody, Frenchie, do you guys remember when that track played on the bus? We do. Do you recall? We did hear it with so, our ears. So, Andrew, we know that Skrillex played your remix of this track in Times Square, and that's because we were both there on the back of the bus. What? I'm part of City Soul, the, the bus collective. I'm one of the, the DJs for them, and I'm on their marketing team, and I'm a production manager for them. No way. So yeah, we help make that whole thing come to life. And That's wild. Actually, we have videos to share with you of that very moment when the, he played your your song. What? <laughs> no way. That's so... Because I've, uh, I've only seen one, one video, and damn, that's... Whoa, that's wild that you were there. <laughs> that whole thing was just like, yeah, so sick, and um, that's so cool that you caught that and you were there. That's so wild. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll send them to you after the after the show andrew it's so nice to have you on thanks so much for coming on with us yeah thank you guys for having me like um so mikey i'm a little nervous because yeah i haven't done i don't think i've ever done one of these so this be my first one yeah to be honest this is only our third interview man and i was nervous all day today too Aww. if that makes you feel any better <laughs> But I'm super excited. We've got a lot of dope questions and your music is dope. So we really got nothing to worry about. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I was, I was listening actually to um, the one with Sora t uh, today. Sora's awesome. And so I was like, wait, wait, like just second guess. And I was like, does that mean I'm a third? I'm like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yes, yes, so, bro. But yeah, I love your guys' Like everything you guys are doing, it's so, uh, I don't know, it's fun. Totally EDM-y. And like, what, what do you say? Plur plurbies? Yeah. yeah. Our plur babies. Yeah. <laughs> plur babies. It's one big plur family. Yeah, I love that. So to the plurbies, I want to tell you guys what we got here today with Andrew Lux. We're going to learn a lot about him. We're going to start with Drop of the Week. We're calling it Remix Rendezvous because, I don't know, Aaron's, do you guys want to speak to like what your reaction was just listening to Andrew's remix playlist on SoundCloud? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I actually spend a lot of time on SoundCloud. All my mixes are up there. And also, I just think it's a great tool for up and coming DJs to release like like you're doing your remixes that you can't get on Spotify because of copyright or whatever. And um, to just get exposure and also... You can do the free downloads through Hype Edit. I, I saw that you have some up. And then, you know, that increases your exposure for people to put your own tunes in their, their live sets, just as Skrillex did. Like, how else would he have gotten <laughs> a remix without you knowing? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I literally, I've been trying to figure out how he got it. It's got to be from SoundCloud or like it could be from a DJ pool. I, it's funny. Like I was just thinking that today. I don't listen to Spotify. I listen to SoundCloud because that's where I'm going to find stuff that like, you know, it's copyrighted. So you can't put it out. Hmm. Um, mixes. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm on SoundCloud every day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Me too. And it, it really is just like a really good tool to, yeah, like I said, find new artists and also find these like really banging remixes that you wouldn't find otherwise. 
So we had a lot of fun going through your catalog and listening to all the dope remixes you've made. Thank you. We're all going to play one of your remixes that we liked the most. So I'm kicking it off with mine. The track I'd like to start off with is your remix of Street Player by Chicago. Hey. It does have, I think, the most plays out of them all. And rightfully so. It, it's a huge banger. So, <laughs> Thank you. Mikey. Yes. Hit that tune. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. So good. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely one of my faves. It's such a fun take on a classic. A lot of these in this remix album are. That was a, a common theme. Yeah, I always want to make something respectable to the artist. Like, if they heard it, they would like it. That's cool. The horns in that track are just so dope. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone started telling me that uh, this is the is Bucketheads. Like, oh, nice Buckethead remix. You guys know that Bucketheads, like, sampled chicago's uh, street player and then they made it into like a house song everyone thought it was buckets heads i'm like no 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 no, chicago they are the like originators so i had to like it was a whole thing <laughs> so i do actually have a few notes that i'll just throw out for the listeners who don't know the original chicago track as andrew says it was released in 1979 on their 11th studio album which is called chicago 13 but then years later, in 95, house music legend Kenny Dope created a side project called The Bucketheads yep. <laughs> and used various samples of the Chicago track to create a song called The Bomb, These Sounds Fall Into My Mind. Slant Magazine and Rolling Stone have both ranked the track within their 100 greatest dance songs of all time. Damn. So, Andrew, I have a question for you. Uh -huh. The majority of your other SoundCloud remixes are of newer EDM songs or old pop songs. So what inspired you to choose this particular song? I've always loved that song. I haven't really heard like a, I've heard remixes, you know, new drums, new bass line. I never really heard anything that was kind of like super energetic. And so I was just messing with bass lines. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've always wanted, like there's, there's songs that I still hold on to that I won't remix yet. Like Daft Punk one more time. Like classic, like songs that I have to wait. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Street Player was just like, I think I'm ready for this one. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you have a list of songs that someday you will remix? Yeah. So like I have a, on my phone, I have like a note and then it, I have like single ideas, which is usually just like phrases that I think about, like just random stuff. Like I went to a hotel room, I'm going to make a song called Charge It To The Room. It's about us ordering shit, being drunk and ordering food and drinks. <laughs> that will be coming out one day. And then like all, all my remixes, like if I hear something, it's like, I haven't heard that yet. So yeah, so I have a whole list. Um, so wherever I get like writer's block, I just go through it. I was like, all right, let's try it. That's awesome. I have a similar list for all of the pieces that I want to create, like all the wearable items. And I think it, and I'm like, I got to make that one day. Keep that running note. Yeah, exactly. It's just always, and like, there's so many ideas that I go back to. And I'm like, I thank God I wrote that down because... 
you ever have an idea and you're like, oh, this is great. And then you get home and you don't even remember you even had that idea. Like, oh yeah, my, my notes app is just an idea graveyard, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you go back there like, damn, I never came back to yep. this, but hey, Dude, it's all down the there. Time. It's, that's so funny. What remix you got, Mikey? What do I have? I have one. I do want to say, I can't claim that this is like my favorite one. There were so many good ones, but this was one that when I heard it, I was like, ooh. I like that one. And so this one is My House by Petey Clips. Oh, my God. The Andrew Lux remix. <laughs> so old. Dude, that's wild. Dude, I forgot about this one. Oh, shit. Shout out Petey Clips. <laughs> Did you make that remix in uh, in school at Icon? Because I know you made peanut butter snack there. I made this right before peanut butter snack. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, it's funny because so Petey Clicks, he was my mentor at Icon, and um, I asked him, I was like, "Hey, can I remix one of your songs?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So it was like one of the first remixes I I was really starting to get my sound in. Um, and so like the second drop where it's all like hype and stuff, I use those same sounds in Peanut Butter Smack. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't used them since. Ever since Underdog was like the last time I used those kind of sounds. Um, I didn't want to overdo it, you know? Well, you're clearly onto something there. Like that remix just has soul and energy to it. And it brings something out of us. And I don't have a lot written down for this, but I did see on Twitter, you mentioned PD Clicks was like a mentor of yours. Uh-huh. And so I just wanted to maybe give you some space to talk about what having a mentor in a program like that meant to you or the impact it had on you. Yeah, dude, PD Clicks, he was awesome. Because like at the time too, it was I just moved to LA and then three months later, COVID hit and the pandemic hit. I lost my life savings and I was just in a terrible place, but I was still going to school and Petey was one of my mentors and man, he like, he helped me out a lot. I was such a, probably a, such a downer, but he was just always just like saying really inspirational things to me. And so, yeah, dude, having a mentor, especially when you're just starting out is, is hugely beneficial. I still talk to, um, like one of my, uh, my other mentors, uh, Adam Finch, literally, I just talked to him recently and it's funny. I, 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 do you guys produce uh, music at all? I'm at the baby steps of it. Do you guys know Serum, that uh, synthesizer? Yeah, I know Dead Mouse uses that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so that synthesizer, it's like the everyone uses that one. Um, one of my mentors was uh, one of the uh, engineers on Serum. So, like, I met so many cool mentors um, there, and including my my fourth one because you get four. Uh, my fourth one was Matt Bang, and he was like, he's a vocal genius. He was very hard. He reminds me of, like dudes in the military, but dude, he made me like so much better at just vocals and like understanding music composition. And um, so, yeah, like having a mentor, do it. If you want to, if you're thinking about it, just reach out. No, that's such good advice. Yeah. It's uh, cause being in the military, I'm just used to having like a team, you know, I like to do my own thing and everything, but like, I also like to bounce my ideas off of people and, you know, cause people got wisdom and uh, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like I, <laughs> like I literally don't. It sounds like you're having fun. That is the biggest one. Like I wasn't having fun really at first. I was like, 
I got to post and I got to do this and you got to be on TikTok. Now I got to be on Twitter because they're looking at that too. And then I started doing these videos. And then all of a sudden things became so much fun because now every song has a story to it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun now. We're excited to hear all about that. And you can just see that you're having fun. And I think that reflects in your art. And we're going to continue to talk about that. Next up, we have Frenchie. What do you got, French? So, Player Views, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of Ray Volpe releasing Laserbeam. Oh, shit. So, if you've been listening to EDM for the past couple of years, you've heard this original. And if you've been to music festivals since its release, you have undoubtedly heard DJs remixing it and working it into their sets in various capacities. What I like about your remix, Andrew, is how surprising it is. When I began listening to it, there was no way that I could have guessed that it was the Laser Beam remix. I didn't have any clue until about 48 seconds into the song. So, Mikey, let's play it. Let's play it! laser beam for the first time and i think that my brain broke a little bit <laughs> and i just have always loved that song ever since he dropped it mm -hmm. and i've loved so many remixes of it and yours like i say it just sounds so unique and surprising and i just am interested in knowing like what was your inspiration or like your drive to take it in such a different direction well th yeah thank you uh, so much um i just i love that song too like i love dubstep like i do yes i produce it on the side as well just just for fun excusez-moi <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i am i am kind of like i guess a bass house artist so it's not completely out of mind but it's just so much fun like I love sound design. I love making weird things move. And when I listen to dubstep, I'm like, how did they get all these sounds that sound so good? Ray Volpe, uh, Laser Beans was that one. I was just like, I haven't really heard a house one. And so I was like, I got to do this. But I want it to be almost like a moment, you know? Like, so the intro was like, I had like chords and super saws and just like... <sighs> So I actually have an edit that I play live. Uh, it goes into the original. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so fun! Much no, fun. that is fun. Because I, yeah, I play, I play dubstep in my set sometimes. Like that's just one that's like it takes everyone by surprise. Like oh, because the original is so good. Did you play it at your set at Alvin Gardner? 
No, I, I didn't get a chance to. It takes up a lot of time because it's a little slower. Um, so me and AK Randy were going back to back, and I didn't want to take up too much time because we, you know, we were just constantly throwing music in. And do you want to tell us more about that set? That was so much fun. That was weird. <laughs> it was weird how fun it was. <laughs> it was. It was weird that I was there. Like there's always been like moments in my career where I'm just like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, <laughs> like this is this is why I'm just making music, and I was really, really, really nervous. Thank God, Mac uh, Mackenzie, AK Rennie. Thank God she was there because man, she like she's just so fucking cool. And me and her literally have been on this like adventure, music adventure from like day one. We both are on the same smaller label called, called Night Engine, and then from there we just kept going. And um, so it's been cool to do this journey with her. But um, yeah, after, so after this whole set was insane, everyone was there for Bass House and Doctor Fresh and Abstract. Moxie, uh, Corrupt UK, Neon Steve. Like, it was such a cool lineup being on stage with all of them at the very end because Dr. Fresh is like, yo, let's do a beat to beat to beat to beat to beat. And I was just like, oh, oh shit. my God. So, I'm like, okay, don't get too, don't get too fucked up. I have to wait till I, <laughs> until 3 30 in the morning. And that was, that was wild just to like DJ. And I'm looking next to me and there's Hashtract and Beezer. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is so sick. Like, and then I got home and I got really like, like imposter syndrome. And like, I felt so bad because I, I thought for moments, like, how did I make it here? Like, there's so many friends I have that are amazing producers. And I almost felt guilty that they didn't get an opportunity like that. I had to call my friend and tell him, I was like, dude, I don't know why I feel bad. Like, I don't even want to post anything about it because I'm so happy. And like, I want everyone to experience this, that whatever I'm feeling, I want everyone to experience it. So I feel bad almost. I, I don't know. It was, a, it was a very strange feeling. Well, hey, think of it this way. Like once you're big enough to be headlining your own things, like you could just book all your friends to open for you. And I then, know. Yeah, they get all the, the chances that you wanted to give them. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's exactly what Tony does, Dr. Fresh. Um, that's literally what he does. He, he's Everyone he's is there, they all know each other, they're all friends. Yeah, that, that's got to be just such a good feeling to be able to find up-and-coming artists and then give them opportunities like this. Like he did it with Freak On, like so many others, and – Dude, he's just the like the nicest guy. But yeah, I strive to do exactly that. One day, you know, be able to get people up like, you know what? Like, get up here. Like, <laughs> yeah, so one day. Right on. Absolutely. No, we live in a state of abundance on this podcast. And we know that there are endless opportunities to play and endless opportunities for growth. And thanks for sharing that. That was super cool to hear. We've seen Habstract multiple times. He is one of my fucking favorites. Same. That man, oh my god, he mastermind. Is, so fucking he, good. He's unstoppable. He I has his, love yeah. that guy. his fresh towels on the left side, the dirty towels on the right <laughs> side. He's like wiping the sweat. He's going. <laughs> it's part of his rider. He goes so hard. Dude, he goes. He goes so hard. He was just so cool and nice. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, he's like, this is crazy. I was like, I know. <laughs> it totally is crazy, Mr. Hatch. Yeah, I was like, yeah, for real, I was just like, yeah, dude, I'm standing next to you. Like, this is fucking wild. Because like, I, I met him once uh, at a nightclub here called Sound. Um, and I just, I didn't want to, I waited till like, and no one was bothering him. I finally went up to him. I was like, hey, man, hey, just want to say, love the music. Don't want to take your time. Just want to meet you. Okay, all right, bye. And then I just like, well, I was, I don't even think I even gave him any time to talk because I was so nervous. I was just like, hi, my name's Andrew. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so weird um yeah i still get nervous around like all of them because i'm just like whoa this is cool well 
Andrew, I've done a little bit of research about you in the last week, and I think it's fair to say that, like, the work that you've put in is what's got you here, man. And, like, you've been working for a little bit at this, and <laughs> you can see the progress you've made and your skills. So don't diminish anything you've accomplished. <laughs> You're doing great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I know. I need to I need to, I need to, I need to stop doing that. I know a lot of uh, artists do that, too. They forget. All you guys are just these tortured artists. Like we talk about <laughs> a friend of mine, Justin, he's 21. He's so good. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not good enough. I'm like, you're so good. Just keep going. That's what I want to like grab every artist by the head and just say, you're so good. Keep going. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. Kiss, yeah, kiss right on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> make it all, make it all better. Yeah. That's, that's funny to say that. Cause like I have, uh, you know, younger friends too, that they're just like, I don't know. My music isn't good. I'm like, dude, you're better than me. Like, I don't want to put up my first song. I'm just so nervous. I go, you're going to be nervous. And he's like, what if it's not good? I go in five years, it, it won't be. It's probably not. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to be like, dude, my, I hope no one, well, okay. My first song I ever put out and I want, I was going to delete it, but I decided not to. Cause I was like, people need to hear where I came from. I made a song called crickets. It's like, yes. a, it's so <laughs> We've all heard it. fucking dumb. I'm so sorry you heard that. We should probably play oh, it. <laughs> Let's play it. It's so cute. I literally sampled cricket noises and I made like this like Jersey club trap thing. I don't know. That's so funny that you say that because when I was listening to it, we were traveling upstate on a bus and I was like, did he just make a Jersey Club song with crickets? <laughs> I literally had that thought, and you just said it. It's so there, so there you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember, I remember telling my friends, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, well. 2017, Andrew Lux. Dude, yeah, shit hasn't changed, I guess. Making song about, like, fries. And... Yeah, but your fry song slaps. If there's any videos I regret doing, it's probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> the fry one? Yeah, I still have the French fry costume downstairs. I don't know what to do with it. Like, it's past Halloween, <laughs> so I can't, like, take it out to the trash. You should go to McDonald's and be like, do you guys need this? <laughs> <laughs> you guys hiring? Like, what's up? <laughs> A few moments later. <laughs> oh my god and you know what i actually thought this was sick i was like this is so fucking cool on soundcloud i think i hashtag bug trap stop <laughs> uh, so funny uh, okay so andrew that was the first song you released on spotify but tell us a remix that you're really excited about that we can close out drop of the week with I have one I, I made the other day. What is it? My High by Disclosure. Um, I mean. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a dark song for Disclosure, too. Yeah, it was a weird one. And it's funny. I didn't even know it was Disclosure. I was working on sound design, and what I was making sounded like Maha, Maha. And then um, then I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, Disclosure made this? <laughs> yeah, it's very out of the box for them. It doesn't sound like their normal stuff. Yeah, and so I um, it may not be popular on SoundCloud or whatever, but I don't know. That's that's what uh, I was told about in the ghetto. Someone was just like, uh, yeah, this is kind of a year and a half old now. It's probably not going to do very well. And then... <laughs> and then it got played in Times Square. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but it was, that moment when Skrillex played that, that remix, that, that told me, okay, do whatever the fuck you want because no one has a right answer or wrong answer. Exactly. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> no. Even people who you think they know, like, they don't know what they're fucking doing. Like, Everyone's just throwing the noodles against the wall and hoping they stick, you know? Yeah. And it's humbling when, like, people admit that. Like, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing either. So I'm glad <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> okay. 
can you tell me the name? It's My High by Disclosure. I'm not finding it on SoundCloud. Oh, oh, it's not out yet. It's coming out next Friday. Well, then how do I play it on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so you want like a favorite remix that I, I have made? It's literally any <laughs> tune that you're just feeling at the moment. Whatever. But yes, an Andrew Lux tune or remix. My favorite, my favorite song is, I think, uh, Underdog. Yeah, that one's sick. That's one of my favorites by you. Thank you. You know how Dr. Fresh has, um, he has his opener. Let me take a step back. It's just like, bah, bah. Yep. It's just yeah. so full of energy. It's the perfect opening song. God, it's such a good song. Let me take a step back. I see the crowd every time. I'm just like, this is insane. But I wanted to make an opening song like that. There was a mix of like Dylan Francis, like uh, vibes, but this Joyride, Valentino Khan, like some just crazy energy. Um, and so that one, like eventually will be my opening song. So yeah, so that's one of my favorite ones. Did you write that one at Icon too? I wrote that right after Peanut Butter Smack, yeah, at Icon. You can kind of probably tell like the drums are very similar, the sound design. Yeah, but they're different. Yeah, yeah, they, they still have like their own place and um, doesn't have as cool a name. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I called it Underdog is because I pictured myself like I wasn't very good at sports at all. <laughs> but when I played baseball, um, I never did very well. People would always come in from the fields like, oh, Andrew's Andrew's up. And then they'd all come in oh. and I was like, oh, God damn it, I better hit this shit. <laughs> so I always had a dream that uh, I hit it so fast hard that is when i like i was gonna call it grand slam which was the first idea but i hit the ball so hard that everyone like like literally like the catcher takes off his head he goes goes oh my god like i have like this whole movie moment <laughs> Maybe we could like preview it or something. Oh shit! Up to you. Your music, your art. No, yes, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. I didn't even think about that. Um, I was just so nervous about this whole interview. I didn't think about promoting anything. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a really cute like little taste before Friday. Yeah, dude, I would love. I would love that. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> New Andrew Lux remix. Oh my gosh, it's happening. You guys will hear the sound when the sound drops. You'll see why I put my high as the remix because it sounds exactly what he's saying. My high, my high. make the video for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that part as slaps let's go confirmed slappish <laughs> it's a weird random remix i know guys that was like a a song preview on plurality that was the first of its kind <laughs> history was you made heard first. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> Appreciate you sharing. We await the official release on Friday, March 1st. Hell yeah. Everyone, go save it. All right, that was a hell of a drop of the week. Remix Rendezvous. 
Segment two is called Into the Abyss. Uh, this is a segment about making the leap into the unknown <laughs> to chase a dream. <laughs> so if you'll allow me to just monologue for a brief moment here. In 2022, I left what had been a dream job of five years. I didn't really have a plan. I was honestly burnt out and chasing more of an idea than really anything tangible. And today, I've never been happier with who I am, where my life is heading. I've never been broker, but my happiness is at an all-time high. <laughs> now, you spent eight years in the Navy. Uh, you did a lot of things in that time, including working on a submarine, submerged in the dark, deep underwater. <laughs> Into the abyss. I looked it up, actually. What's like max 500 meters? Is that the depth um, you go to? The max is like you know, top secret, so I can't really. Oh, oh. There was always there was always something that I like. I always hated saying that. I was like, I can't tell you because I'm like, but like, I, this is classified information. This is classified <laughs> because it's a public interview. I'm not gonna say. But, yeah, all good. But it goes pretty pretty deep. He has been deeper underwater than he is even allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. But after all those years building a career in the Navy, you made a huge decision. You left it all behind to pursue music. And I would love to dive into that decision a little bit because I read somewhere recently, you said, commented somewhere, I've never been more broken happy. <laughs> and I take a lot of inspiration from other people's decisions to make that leap. So for you, what pulled you towards that decision? Yeah, that was a terrifying, that was, a, that was so scary. But like, I don't think I ever would have done anything like this if it weren't for the military. <laughs> Once you go through boot camp, like, like that's the first time in my life where I thought I literally could not do something. I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't, I need to quit. I need to get out of here. I need to quit, but they don't let you. And then after two months, you meet all these friends. Then all of a sudden you're like, you're the king of, you're marching perfectly. You're doing all the pushups. Like, and so after I got out of it, I was just like, dude, what else can I do that I did not think I can do? And so all of a sudden I just kind of, it, it definitely helps build my confidence because I had, <laughs> And none. like I said, I wasn't very good at sports at all. Like, even though it was fun to play. But um, so after eight years, um, I, I worked at, uh, on submarines and then I worked at the NSA, a bunch of schools. And I was DJing a lot out in um, where I used to, uh, where I was stationed near Fort Meade, Maryland. So I was DJing in Baltimore and I was DJing in DC and I was getting pretty good at it. And then I started like finally having time to produce. Um, so I really, I kind of got started in about 2016 in Florida. And then I really got into it when I moved to Baltimore. Things were, I, I would have goals. And I would have like, okay, I'm going to play Echo Stage, which is like the, you know, it was like the number one's biggest nightclub in the US and the world at one point. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to play Echo Stage. And I did it really quick. And I was just like, oh shit, okay, well, I'm going to play this festival. Like I was about to play that. And then um, like, I was just like, okay, I think I'm finally good at something. Um, and I don't want to work. I don't want to be in the military anymore. It's just thank God for the experience. But Man, it was very, it was tough every day just seeing all this conflict. And I am not like that at all. I, I really, I just want to have fun. I want people to have fun. And so I was like, you know what? This, this life isn't for me. So I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to move. I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to do it. And then I told people and then they're like, I'll never forget this. Some people are like, okay, well, are you going to get a college degree? And I'm just like, nope, no, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to go to school at Icon. I'm going to do it. And, they go, and they're like, okay, well, just make sure you have like a, you know, a fail safe plan in case you fail. And that literally drove me. I was just like, man, I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I was so scared. I lost my, like I said, I lost my life savings as soon as I got here <laughs> because of the pandemic, but I, I stuck with it. a lot of my friends moved and like, I wish they didn't, but um, I stuck it out. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up. I just got here. I just got out of the military. Three months later, the world shuts down. There's a part of me. I was just like, 
this is a sign to quit. You shouldn't be doing this. And then I was just like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm going to try this. <laughs> so I, I stuck with it. And um, yeah, I've, I've never regret it. And like, yeah, I've definitely been broker as, as you, you have been too. But man, I'm so much happier. It's awesome. And, and that's worth something. <laughs> There's some people I, I hear all the time that they say like, oh, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. Like, don't tell people what to do. Like, let them, let them do it. Like, and like, even, and sometimes like I failed at a lot of things, but like, I learned from that. Like, that's also a good experience. I really wish everyone would take the leap to do what they really, really want to do. Cause I know a lot, I have a lot of friends who are very unhappy with uh, the jobs that they're in. I'm just like, dude, what do you like doing? Okay, do it. Start now. I, the yeah. best time to start is right now. Yeah. It's great advice. It's definitely scary, like uncertainty, but yeah, I don't know. It's more fun too. Oh yeah, life's so exciting. Like you're kidding me? Like knowing that I can lose this my apartment at any time. Like it's fucking sick. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all this could just go away. Like it's and it's just isn't that so fun and exciting? But like, there's a part of me. Like I, you guys are probably like this too. Like, do you guys ever feel that like? Even when things are really, really bad, you know it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Like, there's been times where I'm like, that's it. Like, you know, like, I was one-hit wonder, like, and then I was just like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Like, deep down, I know everything's going to be okay. I just got to keep going, though. I can't stop. I see artists that they finally put in the towel, and they're like, I'm getting a, I'm getting a normal job. And I don't know. It really hurts because I was like, no, don't give up. Like, come on. Like, we're all <laughs> in this together. We can do this. But I get it, you know. But yeah, as soon as I hear people like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, okay, would you like doing this? Do I do that? Like, I like pushing everybody. Like, I just to, just to do something, you know? Like, it's like when you're doing something that you love to do, it feels so good. I'm up super late just working on music. And I'm like, I'm, I was making a, a, a D&B song. I'll never put it out. It just felt good to make. Like, I finally found something I like to do, like, all the time, you know? Put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let us hear it. <laughs> I was thinking about playing it, uh, like a live session like that, but... That really is the joy of art, though, being so confident and happy in what you're making, that you're in the in the mentality of making art for the sake of art and not making art for the sake of sale. Yeah. Um, Andrew, I'm going to shift into my next Into the Abyss question okay. for you. So traveling with the Navy gave you the opportunity to set down some roots musically in multiple cities. In Hawaii, you got to play for the first time ever to an audience of over 100. In D.C. and Baltimore, you networked your ass off and you played in numerous bars and notable venues. You have the experience of marketing yourself in a way that is super admirable for a DJ who had just started out. And I very much appreciate and admire your tenacity in accepting a gig when you didn't know how to use the equipment, when you didn't know how to use the CDJs. That is so fucking cool. Yeah, sorry, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, where else do you hope to make your mark as a multi-hyphenate? Do you have any big cities or festivals or dream collaborations in your mind's eye and mind's ear? Um, well, well, thank you for all that, by the way. That you guys really did your research. But I mean, obviously, my dream right now is uh, EDC just because I went with, uh, for the first time with my my friends back in the in the Navy and I was just like this is what this is what I want to do oh my god EDC Las Vegas yeah 2014 yeah so definitely EDC I mean Tomorrowland that would be sick I just saw Nostalgics uh she's playing there and she was posting pictures of like when she was playing uh when she was like a kid and like young and like going there when she was like yeah just a baby and now she's playing there I'm like god that's gonna be such a cool feeling so that ultra, I would I, I would love to play there, and then um, oh, and I I want to play in in Hawaii. I want to do a show there, and because there was this group, I don't think they exist anymore. They're called the Wonderland Entertainment. They're kind of taking like uh, things from Insomniac and using them in Hawaii, 
and they would have all these raves and it was it was really the only rave scene that we had out there so just playing in hawaii or oahu again would be so cool to be back there and be like oh my god it's like dude this is a dream and now i'm here like <laughs> play it uh you ever go to hawaiian brian's there in oahu hawaiian brian's is that, is that the one on, in Waikiki? I think so. I saw Said the Sky there a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Now I know you're talking about No, I've never been to Hawaiian Bryant. So I've only been to like the Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that, how was that? Oh, it was it was a dirty mess. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they love, they love to rave like out there. They do. And they have that like scream that they do. They always go like, yeah, And then everyone echoes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, yep. Dude, I, I love it. Oh, God, I miss the island so much. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool place. Oh, yeah. And then collaborators, you said. Oh, man. I think, I mean, obviously, Dr. Fresh, um, Valentino Khan, but oh, Skrillex, that would be insane. <laughs> but, um, oh, I think, like, the number one who's really, like, helped shape who I am was Dylan Francis. Never met him, but he was, like, an example of just, like, okay, you don't have to, you know, wear black and red and be dark and ominous. And you can be funny, but still make dope music and yeah, he would be like a, a dream to to collab with one day because, yeah, I, I love that dude. Well, I'm excited for the day when that happens because it will. <laughs> okay. All right. We're bringing it to fruition. <laughs> we're going to do the collaborative manifesting. manifesting. <laughs> we manifest so hard on this podcast. Hell yeah, we do. Let's go. Please, please, please. Dylan, if you're listening. <laughs> Dylan definitely listens every episode. He's he's a religious <laughs> plurby. <laughs> As does Skrillex. So your, your chances are high for landing those two collabs. Hell yeah, let's Super high. I heard Taylor Swift listen to an episode, actually. Yeah. Uh, Moody's got the next question. Yeah. T-Swift. So you said that helping others create music has benefited you in becoming a better artist. And I just wanted to say how much that message resonates with me personally. You know, I meet other artists here in Brooklyn and around New York who aren't really partial to helping other DJs and artists or they'll, like, gatekeep their, you know song library and it's all just really hard for me to understand because we're very much in the mindset of the law of attraction tells us that what we give we will get back yep. and you know we're just all in the mindset that the universe is going to look out for us as long as we're helping others so thank you for leading with that mentality it's something that we definitely need more of in both the music industry and the world and on that note we know you're currently pursuing an audio engineer degree at LA Film. Uh -huh. So I was wondering what has your experience been so far and how has it differed from your time at Icon Collective? Thank you for um, for that kind of words and that. Just to go back to your, your first part was, um, yeah, gatekeeping and stuff doesn't really like feel good. You know, like when I see people gatekeeping. It's icky. Yeah. And like helping people like that's how I got this far. <laughs> like People have helped me. Like it's, yeah, we all, we're all in it together. It's not what everyone thinks. It's where we're all competing against each other. I know it seems like that. I know it seems like there's only so many stages, but like Insomniac's buying clubs left and right. There's plenty of space for everybody. And so the more you help people, like Dr. Fresh is a great example of what he's doing, just bringing everyone up and like not gatekeeping. And so, yeah, um, that is just for, for that. Um, but um, so <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Icon and LA Film, Icon really teaches you, they teach you how to like be an artist, be a creative and like, I mean, it helped me so much. Oh my God, my production. I remember I, I was showing PD clicks in class in front of everybody I saw. And I was just like, this is it. This is sick. They're going to love this. <laughs> and then like now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I showed everyone that. It's so bad. <laughs> so many talented uh, mentors and instructors there. Uh, such a good vibe. I, still, I literally like, I live a block away 
and I never go. And I am sorry. I swear I will. I will visit. I always say I will. I will visit. <laughs> really, they just they teach you how to be an artist. It's mainly EDM. A lot of bass, very dubstepy. Um, at least when I was there. So LA film. Um, as I mentioned before, these videos that I'm doing, a lot of it is because of this school, and because it, so I'm getting this audio engineering degree in. It's through LA Films, through the recording school. And while you do all this, you learn it's mainly for movies, scores, TV shows. And as I'm doing this, I'm also like, they're, they're showing us how important video and audio is together. There's scenes in Lord of the Rings that like, you just, you, you're, you feel like you're there. You don't even have to like watch it. You can hear like the Shire. And you're like, oh shit, I'm here. And then um, they, they have a thing called, it's called a Les Motif, where they take that same Shire song, but put it in another part of, uh, of the movie. And it brings you to like, it's almost telling you the characters thinking of, of being home. And like, so all these, like realizing that film and, and music is very, like it goes hand in hand. I've learned so much technically, you know, mixing and mastering, still getting better. The more I know, the more difficult it becomes. <laughs> yeah. Now I learned, I was like about film, uh, techniques and are being around film students because a lot of these people are, are uh, they're producers, they're actors, um, singers, songwriters. I'm the only EDM guy that I, I mean, there's maybe one or two or three, but everyone else is rap, pop, hip hop, R&B. So it is not like Icon, um, but I love, I love it. It's generally like they've given me so many opportunities. Um, I did a writing party for BMG, um, the music publishing company from that school. I tell everybody, I'm like, dude, do it. If you, if you can, if you can do it, like, right. I'm using the GI bill for it. Uh, but yeah, if you can afford it, it's fucking awesome. My next point is, uh, for me personally, as an artist and, and performer, my driving force for pursuing a career as a DJ producer outside of my passion for music is to help heal as many people as possible, including myself and first and foremost, myself, if I'm being honest, <laughs> um, the way I've decided to do that is to write music and use songs in my live sets that heavily focus on the topic of healing. I read in your past interviews that the motivation driving your creative journey is childhood trauma and wanting to feel loved. <laughs> well, which is, I, hey, I mean, honestly, same. <laughs> so I was wondering, have you ever considered embracing a certain vulnerability to write music that helps you work through past experiences in your life because you know all of your tracks right now are super fun upbeat like getting the party started <laughs> yeah fist pumping <laughs> and so yeah i was just wondering if you had ever considered that yeah I, I i actually have so i have a lot of music that will never see the light of day and it's some of it's very sad uh it's like i make a lot of just like pretty songs you know that make me feel better but I wouldn't put them out just because like, it just doesn't really go with the thing. I just like to make it, you know, but, but plastic hotel was the first song that I really put out. That really was like something personal. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but it was a video of me falling in a, in a black hole. almost like going like into the abyss. And that was, that was based on like, that's when I wrote it. I wrote that because I was just, um, I just broke up with my girlfriend at the time in 2021 and I was deeply unhappy and I was all alone and this, the COVID was still a thing. So, you know, couldn't really go out. And I literally, I thought I, I was like, I can't make anything. I lost it. It's all gone. But that song, it was that song that I made that brought me up and brought me out of it. So that whole video was exactly how I felt. I felt like I fell in a black hole yeah. and I fall into this world. I met my muse <laughs> and we just like, yeah, I found it. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, one day I I want to put out music that um, that I've been holding on to that I 
it really does like resonate with like how I, I like I felt in like some sad moments, but I know I'm, I'm not very good at ha- uh, handling sadness. Like that's why I always make everything fun and happy and energetic because I want people in the crowd to feel that way. But I know like some of my favorite songs, like I remember I went to Elenium. I saw Lemon for the first time and I cried. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember my, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, oh, I don't want to see Elenium. I was like, you got to see this guy. Like you have to see Elenium. <laughs> and this is like 2017, I think. So um, yeah. And, and then she cried. Oh. I cried. I was just like, see, it's all you sick. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. I think I need one day um, when I feel like my project is like ready slowly put them out there well let us just remind you that you are the master of your sound so <laughs> just because you might think that you fit in the box over here that doesn't mean that you can't do whatever the fuck you want to do thank you that, that means a lot yeah we're excited to hear the sad boy stuff whenever <laughs> it makes its way into the world i am this is a podcast of sad boys too so we're ready <laughs> i remember so i actually with the sore one you guys are talking about like sad boy um sad boy central break-ins yeah and you guys are also talking about um like not uh, sticking to a genre making whatever the hell you want and yeah that's, that's a it's a tough one because i do make really whatever i want i just uh just just for fun but yeah i know so when i was doing twitch back uh during the pandemic i was just playing horror games because i love being scared I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> and I would always, every, I would always uh, preview like some songs I made, and a lot of them were sad. And everyone's just like, oh, "Yes, finally, sad music." I was like, "What is wrong with you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> we got some shit to work through. Okay, can you help us, please? <laughs> Honestly, that's so funny, but... but that's the thing, though, right? Like, if you're making a song that speaks to you in in your healing journey, and it's healing you. Think about all the other people in the world that it could also be doing that same thing for. Totally right. I mean, that's why Taylor Swift is fucking killing it because everything she says is like, <laughs> this, is, this is what it's what it's her life. It's how she feels. And everyone's like, I feel that way too. Legit. She's been doing this since she was like 10 years old. Literally. Look at her now. Yeah, that's, that's fucking <laughs> wild, wild ride to see that whole thing. Well, I would be remiss not to mention your long-term partner, Room Bay, <laughs> which for the listeners is your googly-eyed robot vacuum. Dude. We hear you recently celebrated seven years together. Congratulations. Woo! She's still my bae. <laughs> Did you do anything special for the occasion? I made her a little party hat. I have a bunch of different party hats for her. And yeah, <laughs> I just make her different party hats. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. such a yeah that started in 2016 and um i went over my friend's house and she had googly eyes on her robot and she didn't have a name for it she just thought it was funny it's like that is funny so i just i was like what if i just did that to mine named it room bay and then we, i used to uh, host parties i used to like dj bars and gigs in baltimore and everything would close at two and my house was only two blocks over so i would invite everyone over from the bar and uh, we'd be hammered, and everyone would just go real bad. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it was like a thing that everyone wanted to wanted to see, and that's why I say people are like, "Are you single?" I was like, "No, no, no, it's just me and Ruben." Like, still, <laughs> Don't, I, get <laughs> <it twisted. laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. All right, like that's funny that you brought that up. No, I love that you find the humor in everything. It's it's a good trait to have. Those afters sound like a blast as well. So much fun. I, I remember staying up. I would see a guy jog past my window. I'm like, oh my God, it's tomorrow. <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, you're going to bed. Whoopsie. <laughs> Good old days. Well, before we move on, we talked about a little track called Plastic Hotel. Hey. <laughs> It's so good. Oh, thank you. I love it. <laughs> I 
these vocals too? No, this is this vocals from an R&B sample. So that, that's why you probably haven't heard it yet because uh, I was digging in a completely different genre. Nice. <laughs> like I actually, they asked me for lyrics. Like Andrew, like oh, so what are the lyrics for this? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is she saying? And I actually, some parts I don't actually know what she's saying. So better days are where you find me. Talk to this. I wrote them down, but they're so hard to hear. When I first heard the song. I was pleasantly surprised because it was a different direction musically than what I've heard from you. So yeah, I think it's a great song. Retweet. Thank you so much. I'll be honest. I was I was so scared. Yeah. Thank, shout out to In Rotation, Insomniac's In Rotation for for believing in this one because they originally chose a different one and then they I gave them a couple more and they wanted this one. So I'm glad they uh, they liked it because this one meant a lot. It's different, but yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I'll echo Frenchie and just saying like I was super stoked to hear this one as well because we talk all the time about really the direction that EDM is moving is variety. Like the sets I'm most excited for are the ones I hear bass house, dubstep, DMB, trance techno, all in an hour. You know? Yeah, like Marshmallow, Sudden Death. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Like it's it's cool, and I hope it's gonna keep continuing that way because you know it's music. Like. I want to hear it all. For sure. <laughs> when Disco Line dropped Gassed Up at Electric Forest and everyone was like, holy shit. Yep. Like, those are the moments that you remember. Those are the moments. Yeah, like uh, like if John Summit plays uh, Dubstep. Dubstep, yeah. People lose it. They're like, what the fuck? Because it's so out of nowhere. <laughs> but you're like, fuck yeah. Like, you're already in such a good mood. Like, you're, you're like hoping for something like that. Yeah, like the John Summit Subtronics, like, back-to-backs are so legendary just because what the fuck Subtronics and John Summit but it works and they just love the music and do it right you know it's cool it's yeah. cool all these back-to-backs like I feel like last year was like the really when these back-to-backs these two different uh, genre of people back-to-backs just like been a thing okay so who is somebody in a totally different genre from you that you would enjoy going back-to-back with Rez would be one. Yo. Sick. I don't know how the fuck I would fit in her set, but like, I don't know if she's <laughs> I'd just be standing there. I'm just like, look, oh my God, I'm right next to her. This is sick. <laughs> yeah, just because like I saw her um, Moonrise Festival. Yeah. And this was, she didn't even have the biggest stage. I think this was like when she was just like really getting there. And I was just like, dude, this is sick. Like, it was just so different from everything else um this this mid-tempo type of like dark beat and like I, i'm not a really dark type beat person but i was just like mesmerized literally mesmerized like would you dare to say that you were resmerized it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what i'm resmerized <laughs> those spirals serve a purpose <laughs> Dude, that's such a cool concept too like I, I have friends who are doing the whole helmet thing right now man kudos to those guys that's hard to do seems like a big commitment it is and also like i i I would hate not being able to talk to people yeah yeah you have to be like the cool guy and like you know even mala i heard when people meet mala he doesn't say a word i'm just (laughs) i'm just like that is i i can't stop talking like i'm just so excited (laughs) that's interesting because he only has a ski mask on it's not like he has like a helmet on like dead mouse or you know marshmallow yeah maybe it's his invisibility cloak yeah (laughs) well isn't mala supposed to be multiple people too um i mean probably maybe that's why so it's like probably marshmallow like it's i mean why not you know because if if you're sick and you got this giant show like (laughs) gotta call out like (laughs) mala and marshmallow they're not even a person they're more like like a like a brand yeah like or like a thing like a an entity yeah i guess like that where it's not really about a person it's about like a, a thing that like you believe in and so um if you can do it if you stick with it 
people are more inclined to like it more because there's no there's no face to it. There's no ego. It's just this marshmallow character who's making uh, cartoons for kids. Uh, do you guys hear about that? No. No. Is he really? Yeah. I forgot what it was called. It was genius. Like his the, the whole the, the marketing campaign behind marshmallows amazing. Mellow tunes. So now oh, I'm bumping it, but. Melodies. Melodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Sick name. Oh my god. It, 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 it's like perfect. Like so. What he just like remixed like or he made his songs be like baby songs. Yeah, like if dude <laughs> and so it's funny that um It's amazing. I have nieces now, Sophia and Kennedy and from uh my sister, and ever since then I, I've been thinking I was like, I really want to make music because I already like making fun music, but I really want to make music that's like uh, I can play the club and people will like go off to it, but also that my little nieces can dance to. So I made, I'm, I'm coming up with a song. It's called Lil Ducky. <laughs> and it's, it like goes hard though. Like, like the bass is heavy, kind of sounds similar to a duck. The lyrics are hilarious, but it's about a duck just like partying in a bathtub. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I, I love it though. Sophia and Kennedy are going to love it. Shout out the nieces. Shout out nieces. I love you guys. Yeah. Like I would love to, I love to one day get them on stage. And cause like when I show them, I show them music, like they, Sophia can kind of talk now, but when I sh show my cousins and my nieces, all my music, they love Lil Ducky. Always. Aww. It's like, got, you know, duck toy noises. And I don't know. It's so silly, but um, yeah, they love it. So that's why I want to put it out for them. And you're going to be Beyond Wonderland like end of March? Um, yeah, Friday, March 22nd. Is, uh, the, I'll be playing Mad Hatter's Castle. I guess when you, I think when you walk in, it'll be the first stage you see, I think, um, which is very, very nerve wracking. <laughs> Bam. Andrew Lux. Front and center. <laughs> so nervous. So sick. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I owe that to a woman named Carly. She is the talent booker for um, those festivals. Um, and she's she got me nocturnal. Like, she is my... I owe a lot of people in my career, but her... I, I remember telling her, I was like, why are you doing all this nice stuff to me? I like... She's like, because I, I really like your music. I'm just like, thank you. So I don't deserve it. Like, Thanks, Carly. Yeah, to Carly. She's, she's fucking awesome. Sometimes it only takes one person to change the course of your career you know? there can be 99 people in the <laughs> room exactly. it only takes one <laughs> so true though literally so so fucking true so that's gonna be sick that is sick it's been dope to hear about your edm journey i have another question that takes us back close to the beginning of your edm journey because you've talked about one of your first edm experiences at a festival called love fest when you were stationed at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and you saw DJs like Tritonal, Craze, Flostradamus. So we talk a lot about on this podcast about, you know, keeping our minds open to new experiences in music. Like I'll never forget my first D&B set at Izu. Netsky left me in absolute shambles. Oh, that's sick. I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> it was so sick. I'm like, my mind was exploding at how heavy it was, yeah. but it was drum and bass. I was like, what is this? That's it. Um, and those are the things that stick with you. And I listened to an insane amount of drum and bass since. But you've talked about performing. You talk about how you want to bring the energy. People leave with a smile, maybe a blow-up doll. <laughs> and that's just kind of the energy of Bass House, right? Yeah. The happy, fun energy. So going back to that night in Hawaii at Love Fest, because it sounds like it was one of those experiences that just really made an impact on you. And I would love to hear any of the random thoughts you had, anything you remember about those sets. And then I have a follow-up after, but I want to start there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, we had a friend. So like all of us, you know, we're on submarines and on an all-male base. We had this one friend, her name was Allie, and she always brought us all together for all these raves. Like she was like the rave mom. <laughs> and uh, so she, I just got to Pearl Harbor and they're all like, you want to go to this festival? I was like, I've never been to one. Who are these people? I, I didn't know who was playing at all. I didn't know who they were. And I remember going, and then um, it was also the first time I may have taken something 
Possibly. Military man. <laughs> How dare he? It was Tom's. <laughs> it was Tom's. It was Tom's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so nervous to even do it. I just remember, and I've never been to anything like this before, and it just blew my mind. I probably was so annoying i could not stop telling everyone how cool this was <laughs> i was like is this not sick and then like foster Domus is like they're on stage back when they were uh you know a duo and then like girls are dancing on stage there's fire and i'm just looking at my friend my friends just like yeah and she, okay it's cool like can you stop like i was like i can't believe it. this is so sick oh my god like, i love you i love you i love you i love you <laughs> literally literally me and like I, I was probably so annoying even the next day every, like I, we all had to go to work the morning it was a saturday saturday morning i had to go to work and i was just could not shut the fuck that up. That was so fun. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you remember one time? Yeah, it's, I literally, I took. I think I filmed. You, you know how like the newer ravers, like you can't, you can kind of tell when they're like new. They film fucking everything. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, oh my god, like every single drop. Like that was me. <laughs> Dude, I, I was having so much fun. But um, yeah, it was uh, first time someone was like, "Here, you want to smell this?" I was like, what "The fuck are you talking about?" And it was like a uh, Vicks vapor up. I was like. What the fuck? Like, like <laughs> why have I never heard of this? <laughs> it was so good. Oh, it's the first time ever being introduced to rave anything, and it was just such a cool experience. Everyone was so that was the best part. Everyone was so nice. It, even leaving, everyone was just so happy. Like I felt like so safe and like I don't know. It was just it was uh, such a cool experience. And then unfortunately, I think they got shut down because they, the city didn't like the littering and all that stuff, which I totally understand. But um. So I'm glad I got the last, I think it was the last one. That was that, that was that moment when I was just like, I think I want to do this. That is so cool because I think so many ravers have had that same experience, that like first like come to rave moment, I guess you could say, yeah. and how magical <laughs> it is. So I wanted to follow up and say is if you think about who you have developed into as an EDM person today, is there anything that can be traced back to like that first experience that you like – still see and who you've become oh man i heard I, this is like random but i heard bird machine by dj snake and uh foster thomas bird machine check go it's old it's all it's like an old trap song and but like all they were playing was trap and so like that's what i was making it was like trap beats and weird sounds and i definitely took that for sure um into like the music that i make now but also a uh, dj craze who is still like one of the best djs like legit i just saw him on a boat at friendship a couple weeks ago he was crazy yeah dude he slayed both sets totally different from each other too yeah like i know like when some guys when they dj you're like all right can you just play the song like you're you know but when you hear him do you go whoa like what is he doing like what it sounds great like it sounds sick <laughs> but yeah so and then tritonal i remember I, I met one of the guys um when he's getting off stage and i didn't know who he was but i was just like i just want to say hi and um i don't know they're so like very um approachable and i was like this is cool like i thought there's also like I, I didn't know anything about artists but i was like i thought they're supposed to be like you know hard to reach and, and mean and then, they're, <laughs> and then they were very nice and so i was just like okay i want to okay remember this do that be that don't be don't be like cool like sorry i gotta go to my tent or my van whatever <laughs> hopefully not a tent hopefully it's a van or something <laughs> that's cool it's like legit lessons things you still remember that today that 
you have taken with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Aaron's, do you have anything else before we leave the abyss? We're leaving the abyss. We're going to TRL, Total Request Live, <laughs> around the corner. Total Request Live. Moody, You let the people know if they're just uncultured <laughs> and don't know, like we know, yeah, we know. what Total Request Live is. <laughs> we totally know. I totally know what we TRL totally is. We totally know. It actually did run for quite a few years. I mean, it was over 10 years it ran. I wish MTV never stopped. Right? I mean, you know, there was so many good things about it. MTV that just like blew people into stardom that like that was not a thing before but then uh-huh. in the late 80s when MTV oh here we go 98 to 2008 okay so exactly 10 years it ran and you know what 98 would have been when Spice Girls were really huge and I'm oh, sure yeah. they just fucking they blew that the TV show up because mm-hmm. they were so massive across the globe in every single country so anyway yeah TRL, Total Request Live. This segment is a segment where we're going to pick your brain a little bit about the visual art that you are now pursuing in your career. Um, For the listeners, if you don't know, you can go to Andrew's YouTube page or your Instagram and see some full length. Well, I guess on your Instagram you won't see, but on your YouTube we'll see full length (laughs) music videos that Andrew has produced on his own. He is a team of one in his house with his green screens, but he's making that movie magic on the back end. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think for the full length music videos, you have your two remixes, one of Lady Hear Me Tonight by Mojo, classic house track, love that one. And then also Gems featuring Sammy Adams by JCO. And then two of your original tunes, Festival Fries and Dubstep, No Does Step. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what gave you the idea to pursuing creating your own visual art? Was it an extension of your live streams or did you ever just have this aha moment where you realized you wanted to make content with green screens at your house? It's actually funny that you mentioned the whole uh, live stream thing because I left this up, the green screen that you guys can kind of see. Yep. I left it up because it was just a pain in the ass to take down. <laughs> and I stopped, I stopped streaming, so but I just left it. And also, like my neighbors don't see me now, so it's also I just also I left it up because they can see yeah. straight up here. And sometimes okay. I do I do weird shit, you know. I like play a song and I'll like <laughs> dance, and I'm kind of half naked. I'm just like pretending I'm like DJing live. So I just like all right, I'm just leaving that up. But, um, <laughs> Your own personal fence. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the, the the main reason I started doing it is because I was told by a, a label manager uh, who is a mentor now. Um, shout out Orlando. He told me that he's like, he's like, you don't really have a brand right now. And I was like, I guess I don't really like, is like, he's like, yeah, I know like bright colors and maybe tropical stuff, but I really don't know like who you are. And I was like, you're right. We're like, okay. So then I, um, I made my first video, uh, from a song called yo and I bought balloons, uh, just a Y and an O. And then I, I put it in the green screen and I realized I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want behind my background. I can have anything behind it. So that was the first video I did was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know shit about editing. So I kind of had to self-teach myself. And then then I started getting into this film school more and more. And then I started learning about film. And then we're learning, like, there's a whole, a whole class is just learning about, like, marketing and branding and um, learning what jump cuts and stuff like that are in movies. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that, but I was just like, whoa, you can do that? You can take one clip and, like, make it longer by, like, zooming in, zooming out, like... It, all this stuff I didn't know. So my creativity, okay, now I'm like, oh shit, I want to do this. So yeah. And also I was tired of people saying, are you self-releasing this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, I'm self-releasing. Like, but you didn't pitch any labels. I go, why does it matter? Like, it doesn't, like, I just want to put out a song. I was so tired of people telling me that. So I wanted to make these videos that like almost like distracted them 
because like i don't like selling shit i know we have to as like artists we have kind of have to be like a little bit of egotistical because we're selling ourselves we're literally like listen to my music and like it's so hard to get you to leave that app to go to spotify or apple or soundcloud i i know because i'm guilty of that too so i wanted to make it fun for people like they wouldn't feel like they have to but you know like if you do like it's gonna be you can see the video and it's gonna be funny <laughs> i don't know so i want yeah i wanted to make it fun for people because i just posting a song with like a vinyl cd spinning like i feel like it isn't enough anymore people need to be entertained like otherwise they're just like eh, eh. they'll like it but they'll keep going and but also it's just, my music feels better now because now every every song has a story to it so and it became so much more fun now i look forward like they're hard. Don't get me wrong. They're hard to do, especially the plastic hotel one. We have to figure out these like weird green screen magic effects. But yeah, it's it's so much fun. I really enjoy doing it. And um, well, eventually, as I mentioned in um, my last plastic hotel post, I want to have like a team. Do you guys know who Zach King is? Yes. Oh my God, he is the master. The oh my master. God, Jedi kitties. Oh, he's so he's... Yeah, dude. His ideas are insane. I just remember seeing him back when Vine was a thing. That's where I think where he started on Vine. Is he the guy that like plays with like re- kind of reality when you're watching his videos? You never really know. Yes. Yeah. What screen is real or not real? Okay. Yeah. 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 So he talks about his production team. Like it's a lot of people. So I would love to make music videos where we all just literally have fun. It's like, dude, we have this insane idea. What ideas you got? What? Are, let's all fucking do them. Like, I always have. I have some ideas that are too hard, and that's why I really want to get a team one day to just ha- it'd be so much fun to make a fucking music video. Like, but like you're saying about MTV. Um, that's another reason why I started doing it because that's what I grew up on and that's what I resonate. I remember, I remember the My Chemical Romance music video. I don't even remember the song name, but I remember seeing it over and over and over again. And it just made the song so much cooler. So yeah, I'm like, I'm having a lot of fun now, but I would love to have a, a team of us just having fun and making fucking hilarious videos. I think you do a great job, man. And I fucking love making hilarious videos. So maybe I'll move to LA someday and I'll come, I'll come, come on, on your team. But seriously, that's dope. And like, I know the challenges of learning a whole new software on top of the other softwares that you already have to be a master in to make the actual music. Yeah. So I guess I would love to chat a little bit about how the heck do you balance being not only a producer, not only a DJ, but you also have to be a video editor. You're producing your own videos, you're scripting and writing and ideating the whole videos. And then on top of that, you're your own social media person, which is a whole job in the industry as well, where people are on there engaging, responding to people. So like, kudos to you, my man. I'm sure it's a grind. (laughs) Like you're, you're doing it. And as a solo up and coming artist, I just want people to understand really how much fully goes into that. If you could speak to maybe just that whole process in the industry today. Well, yeah. Thank you for the kind words. Um, I have a like a routine, and every morning I tr- well <laughs> try and wake up at seven, get coffee, come up, come upstairs in my, my little studio, and then I check all my social medias. I answer everybody. I try and answer. I go on social media about three times a day, and I treat it. I treat um, DMs like emails, so I won't actually be on my phone when I do it. I go on my PC so I can just do that and talk to people because um, engaging with people like one, I love it. I love talking to people. And two, um, it's like, you know, I never liked it when I would, you know, DM somebody or comment somebody and they never did anything back. And I was like, I was like, okay, I guess they're busy. But when like, so I, I wanted to always be engaging and I know maybe one day I won't be able to because it'll just be too hard. But um, 
So I do have a routine. And then I, after I check my social media, I, I go to music. And yeah, trying to do these, these like learning, how to do Photoshop and then Final Cut. Now I'm learning Premiere. I want to learn After Effects, Blender, something I'm getting into. Really? <sighs> like, yeah. Dude, I'm, animating is like a whole nother ball game. Every time I try Blender, every time I try, I quit. I was like, I, dude, I can't. I can't. I'm, I, I'm learning Pro Tools right now. Like I'm learning, I know Ableton. And like, it's all fun, you know, it's all going into like something that I love to do. So it makes it a little easier to do, but yeah, it's, it's, I was just talking to my buddy, Chuck shadow, another producer. So me and Chuck were talking like, cause he, he streams on Twitch and he was just mentioning, he's just like, I didn't realize that like we would now not just be music producers, but now we have to be like content creators. And I was just like, you're right. I didn't even realize it. I just kind of slowly slipped into this role. Yeah. You guys are content creators in addition to musicians. You kind of have to be, otherwise you'll get left in the dust. And I was listening to, um, an interview on, um, back to back with, uh, Willie Joy with AC Slater. And he was just mentioning that he went to uh, his, one of his big first festivals. He was, he had as a t-shirt and he's like on that t-shirt, he noticed that like out of like the, how many hundred people on it. Only like five are still doing it. And he said it's because a lot of them were just like, I'm not doing this social media stuff. I'm not, I'm not posting pictures. I'm a, I'm a producer. Wow. And yeah, I get it. It's not, sometimes it's not fun, but like you, you got, you got to know, like it's part of the, and it's also like people complain, really, we have a great opportunity because when I was a kid going to Berkeley, like to buy, sorry, mom, I used to buy bongs in Berkeley when I was like 16, <laughs> um, but I'd go there. And he's like, there'll always be like rappers on outside the smoke shop selling CDs. I'm just like, man, fuck that. That's got to be just constantly getting turned down. No, no, no. Okay, sure. But no, no. Like now you can put it online for everyone to see. And it's just like, you know, hoping that people will listen. And it's so easy now. Not it is and it isn't, but the opportunity for your music to be heard has never been easier. So. Yeah, just have fun. Uh, having fun with it with these videos has made it easier too. Well, Mr. Andrew, thank you for sharing about your process. And I wanted to listen to another one because we talked about it earlier. Hey, hear me tonight, my feeling is just so right. Lady, hear me tonight by Mojo. God, I love this song. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, the, the original, like, so fucking good. Classic French house. Yep. Always goes off in every set. Okay, Andrew, big question. Taco Bell or In-N-Out? Don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Taco Bell, I'll be honest. I get Taco Bell more than In-N-Out, but it's because it's so easy. To, I can order it off DoorDash and Uber Eats, and that's so funny. Yeah, I used to literally love love Taco Bell, but this whole In-N-Out thing, I don't know if you guys even... Well, you get the double when you get when you accomplish something big, right? You treat yourself... That's exactly it, yeah. In-N-Out. <laughs> okay, so... Because some people don't understand. It's like, why are you always talking about In-N-Out? It's <laughs> like, because it's right outside my gym. And three years ago, I just, um, someone was just like, hey, you need to post more. And I was like, okay, well, I don't post, I don't know what to post about. So I'm just going to post my fucking life. So I go to the gym and after the gym, I walk outside and I smell In-N-Out. I'm like, oh my God, I want it so bad. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't deserve it. So I'll wait. It's so like a big moment in my career comes. So every time something big happens, I always get 
in and out and that's where that whole inside joke came from and now now i see people and people are like yo what's up let's go get some in and out i was like what the fuck you're like no it's an ordinary day <laughs> <Can't get down." laughs> i don't deserve it yet. like so yeah it became like a, a cool little thing and so i could that'd be so sick if i ever get sponsored by taco bell in and out in vans because i love i wear vans a lot actually i have seen you in vans a bit that's that's true <laughs> I, I wear them to like weddings and stuff like just like the the white ones like they just look good. They're always comfy. And yeah. So if I had to choose, I'd probably choose In-N-Out. Ooh, final answer. Yeah, that's my final answer. I'll, I'll give you an answer. Yes, it's In-N-Out. Because <laughs> it's just so hard. I, if, if they delivered, it might be different. Because it's harder to get, I want it more. More exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, I'm just curious. I always like knowing what people's astrological signs are. What's yours? Uh, Capricorn, right? Uh, January 11th. Aww. Oh my God. That's so it's Twins. Twins. <laughs> Oh, shit. This was the song. Pluribus, thanks for coming on this ride. We got one more for you. This is Underdog by Andrew Lux. This is it. Up at bat. Ball's coming. Bases are loaded. And then as soon as he fucking throws that pitch, just go. Scratch sound you put in there. The <laughs> Dude, I love drum fills, like little fill moments like that, because they're just so fun. And yeah, it's funny to notice that. And you're not expecting it, you know? It's just like, woo, where'd that come from? And then of course, you can understand how you're on a lineup with Dr. Fresh, Abstract. You can pull inspiration from Joyride. Like, I can hear all of these influences. Definitely so Joyride. Yeah, you can hear that. Oh, man, Joyride, like. Really though, I get all my inspiration from from these bass house legends, and that's why this one's my favorite. This one's like a mix of all of them, with the energy of like mainly Dylan Francis energy. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dylan Francis, but this song. Sorry, Dylan, is way better than every anything he's made. <laughs> I, and I mean that. I've seen him live a few times, and yeah, I think you're better. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> holy shit. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> One, two, three. God, Frenchie, we gotta shuffle. Oh my god, I know, it's so good. I need to learn how to shuffle. It looks so easy, and then I do it, and it's so much harder. Than <laughs> it, it's way harder it's so than hard. it looks.
It's so hard. <laughs> and I'm friends with like people from like the LA Shuffle Squad out here, and I and I just I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed. You just look like an idiot until one day you don't. That's the only way to learn. That's very true. But to some base house, there is no better step in, in my opinion, than to base house. It's it's a great genre to shuffle to, for yes, sure. It's so much fun. And that's why I, I like to make my claps all like very smacky. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the reasons why I called it peanut butter smack, because it sounded like... <laughs> well, we're done here. We have nothing else to talk about. I would love to know one song that you've been jamming to lately put somebody on i don't know i just want to hear something that you've been bumping something that you've been bumping mm, i think my my buddy Prapa. i don't even know if it's out yet but he's doing a remix for yellow claw and like Ooh. they reached out to him and it's like a huge opportunity i was he called me i was freaking out he was freaking out like and it sounds so good like Prapa is such a he's one of those guys where like i'm like oh i think i'm good at this and then i watch him produce we're like collabing on a song together and i go okay never mind <laughs> i'm nowhere nowhere near his skill level yeah so it, it's coming out soon but yeah it'll be an official remix with yellow call that's so fucking cool so um, i would love to just shout him out that's so sick like yellow call yellow (laughs) (laughs) shout out proper shout out yellow claw does proper do edm trap no no he uh he does mainly house music it's funny, you know it's funny speaking of soundcloud like uh i've met like really good friends off soundcloud because dr fresh uh was doing this and he would like always comment on people's uh mixes or songs and like it'd be like you know a song called 300 plays whatever in a week and he would message and that uh, that person i remember seeing that like that person like freaking oh my god thank you so much like <laughs> so i i always i like leaving comments on people's mixes and songs if uh, i really like them because i was like getting people motivated to like you know what i mean like sometimes you're like okay like, I was having a bad day, but now I'm going to make music because, like, I'm pumped up. Dr. Fresh <laughs> like my stuff. And... Andrew Lux like my stuff. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really up there yet, but I know how it felt starting off with nobody would listen. Nobody would comment. And then you get a comment from someone that you really like. Um, maybe like a little, like, hey, you're doing good, dude. Keep making more. I like your stuff. I mean, that's just dope to hear. Like, that message from an artist who's just doing it for the right reasons and... That's exactly the type of person we are honored to have here on Plurality Podcast. So thank you for coming on the show with us today, Andrew Lux. Dude, thank you all so much. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go. Thank you guys so much for having me. Like, I, I when you guys asked me, I was just like, wow, really? Like, okay, like, you're literally perfect. You you remind me of, like, I have, like, a, a Ray fam, and you guys are so, such good vibes and such good energy, and I really, I'm like, I was very thankful and like i really yeah thank you guys so much for having me like, this is really fun you guys are so easy to talk to like you guys are so much fun ah thank you my man that's so cool to say <laughs> thank you brother i'm glad you had just as much fun as we did hell yeah yeah i, I, I sure did why don't you tell the people what you got coming up though i know you got maybe a montreal gig well, yeah so uh, next one is beyond wonderland march 22nd mad hatter's castle from 4 to 5 p.m um, April 6th, I will be playing on a boat party, like a cruise ship party. Okay. I'll be uh, direct support for Alert. Oh, shit. We saw Alert. The first time we saw Joyride live, Alert opened Damn. for him. And woo, that's that high energy the whole time, man. So much energy. <laughs> I love that. Like, And that's why I'm so pumped for this. I got asked a couple weeks ago to do it. And, and I was just like, Alert, fuck yeah. Like, dude, I love his music. So, like, just high octane, just... <laughs> And uh, so, so yeah, anyways, that, that's the one coming after um, Beyond. And then last one so far is uh, Dr. Fresh, the second to last 
uh, show of his tour and Montreal. And I'll be going back to back with my buddy Fox. Nice. Super, ta- super talented DJ and producer. Like, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I'm already nervous thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, When's the Montreal date? <laughs> that is April 22nd. Shout out Lily, one of our main plurbies in Canada. Plurby, Tony. <laughs> Shout out Lily. So many Canadians are famous, by the way. Drake, isn't Drake? Justin Bieber. Yeah. Like all these like talented people come from Canada. Shout out Miss Cream. <laughs> Are they from Canada too? Whipped cream. Oh, whipped cream. Oh, yeah. I call her Miss Cream. Or Miss Cream. <laughs> Mikey has a huge Out of respect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I mean, is there a sign-off that we're going to get from our errands? Well, Andrew, one? typically we sign off peace, love, and... Blank. Insert something here. Anything. What's it going to be? I would say peace, love, and lux. <laughs> Oh, I love That's that. That's so cool. Peace, oh, thank love, you. and Lux. That's Peace, Love, and Lux. Which is not your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I created the name because I, I was just needed a name, and I was brushing my teeth one day, and I was looking at my 3D Crest uh, Lux uh, toothpaste, and I was just like, that's it. <laughs> it is not luxurious. It's not. It's just toothpaste. There you go. <laughs> Tooth, it's literally toothpaste. Peace, love, and lux. That's yep. so cool. Thank you. That's sick. <laughs> throw it on a shirt. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> Whenever I make, make merch, I'll throw that on a shirt. Peace, love, and lux. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'll have Room Bay with googly eyes. and. <laughs> yeah, the googly eyes. <laughs> You'll be giving a little forehead kiss <laughs> to Room Bay. <laughs> That's so funny. The in and out. Hell yeah. Um, actually, I'm having, uh, I'm having custom visuals made for Beyond Wonderland. I'm having um, my, my name, Angel Lux, with the in and out like style and the arrow and everything. It's going to be spinning and it's going to look so sick. <laughs> and I'm getting Room, room Bay's also. Room Bay's also getting made. So it's, Just go across the screen. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted her to like be on a desert island because I love tropical stuff. A desert uh, island in the middle of the ocean, just going around and around and around. I don't know. I thought that that's all I that's all I got for that. It's funny. <laughs> just constantly cleaning. Just Roomba in and out. Constantly clean up sand. That's your brand, Roomba. Roomba. In and out. I know. It's uh, it's weird how it all came along slowly but surely. Yeah. Again, thank you guys so much. This has been fun. This has been so much fun, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you more, learning about your style, your music, your history. And we are so excited to see you on stage. Hell yeah. And yeah, thank you guys again for like, this is such a cool platform. Uh, I wish you guys the best success. Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry. Very very excited. (laughs) I wish you guys like the, the best success and like um, I know this is going to go far so I'm so like thankful to be a part of your journey so yeah thank you guys so much uh, <laughs> yeah we're in that same boat so sweet only way is up yeah man you're a friend of the pod now I was so jazzed that we got you so early in your come up because the come up is about to be legit <laughs> for all of us okay so it's yeah. going to be fun I think to look back maybe in years and just see where we've all come from but yeah it's, be so cool. it's been dope getting to know you and we will talk to you again hell yeah looking forward to it and the new song drops in two days if you're listening to this on Wednesday Friday March 1st oh it's a leap year this year yes I have to, I have to look up what that means have, everyone I keeps saying that and I'm just like what I still don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> There's an extra day in February. Yeah. Listen, I just, I, I work on music. And, <laughs> do, and it wasn't until like two years ago, I actually like could finally say January, February, March. I like, could say every single month, like in order. It wasn't like two years ago. It's like 
Hey, I'm slow, okay? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's... So if we, like, pressured you right now, would you mess it up? Like, go. Let's hear it. No, I would totally fuck it up. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, you guys are so awesome. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. It was we, so cool. We love you. Talk soon. Talk soon. Yeah.